Uh, good evening to everyone who is joining us tonight, whether you are um, live here in-house with us or uh, uh, watching live somewhere or watching the replay. Just thank you for being a part of our Bible study tonight. Uh, this time that we have has really been just a, a wonderful time of fellowship and edification. Tonight we're going to be going over Ephesians chapter 4. So this is going to be a good time. If you hear um, kids in the background, it's because there are kids in the background. Uh, if you hear people snacking and eating, that's because we're doing what the early church did. They gathered together, this is Acts chapter 2, and they broke bread and they had fellowship. Uh, they adhered to the apostles' teaching. They prayed. So those are the things we're just trying to do as we travel from house to house. So uh, this is just a, uh, we want to thank the Dominguez's, Paul and Brenda, for allowing us to be in their home tonight. Thank you. We love you all. You guys are awesome. Amen. And, uh, and if you see Brenda back there working hard, that's just because that's what she does. So, so thank you, Brenda. You're amazing. We appreciate you. Uh, don't act like you don't want to be on camera, girl. Go ahead. <laughs> but uh, uh, we're going to go ahead and get into Ephesians chapter 4 uh, together. So if you have your Bibles, Ephesians 4. And uh, I want to welcome everyone again who's sitting here. Thank you all for, for being a part of this. And, and let's have a good time tonight in terms of uh, what we go over in the Word of God. Ephesians 4, I'm kind of reading from the New Living Translation uh, just because it's a little bit modern a little bit easier to understand in terms of uh, just uh, vocabulary. Though I was raised on King James, uh, no one really speaks that way anymore. So in terms of uh, what we're reading tonight from Ephesians chapter 4, let's kind of set the stage for this. So uh, our first three Bible studies are Ephesians 1, 2, and 3. And, and I don't know if that's my son or not. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> um, Ephesians 1, 2, and 3, kind of what they do is they're laying out for this mystery, this awesome mystery of God's love, of, of, of who we are, in Christ, and it's these first three chapters are just profound because it's really God calling us to Himself. But what we're going to see is God never stops there. He doesn't, and I want to make sure we're all we're all clear on this as, as Christians. God doesn't stop at just calling us to Himself. That's not where it ends. Okay, because Ephesians four is going to point out what God does next. He calls us to a community. He calls us to a family, to a to a body, uh, and we're going to use this word a lot tonight: unity. And so that's what this the, we're going to see here in Ephesians four. As Paul begins to shift this letter to the church in Ephesus, that hey, now now that we know who we are in Christ, now we need to learn who we are to one another. And so we're going to go ahead and, uh, and read a little bit here together. Um, and as as I get into Ephesians four, we'll start at verse one. Uh, let me propose a question first. I think before we read this, just to kind of you know set the mood a little bit, have some fun. Uh, uh, let me see here, Eric. Uh, just because you're the uh, you're the the sportsman in the room, and not taking away from anyone else, but Eric, um, tell me what was maybe like the the best team you've ever been a part of, and 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 what made that experience like so great? What was the best team you ever a part of? Player or coach? Either or. Um, probably as a player, my senior in high school. Okay. We went to Sweet Sixteen. So. What, where'd you go to high school? Colton High School in Schaumburg. Okay, in Schaumburg. Okay. So, all that there. So. Um, Fun experience, you know, getting that far, you know, playing tournaments, winning our Thanksgiving, winning our Christmas tournaments. Awesome. You know, we only lost two games all year. Oh, dang. Okay. So, I think we're 32 and 2. Wow. Awesome. Okay. Okay, yes, sir. I guess coaching, which one was this team that just happened, but I would say that it was the, the fall team I had where we lost one game, but it was phenomenal team, phenomenal okay. season. What sport was that? Soccer. Soccer, okay. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Anyone else just had like maybe maybe wasn't a team but maybe a group something you were part of you just like this like the best group of people I've ever been around and and want to maybe talk about that a little bit or even anybody that's online watching us would like to to maybe share a little bit about the best group they've ever been a part of. 
I'm waiting for somebody to say the church has been the best group of people. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it isn't the case. I get that as well. So I understand. Anyone, any thoughts at all? Now, do you play like a couple of sports teams, right? Yeah. Like, what was the best team you are, a group you were ever a part of? Maybe it wasn't a sports team. Maybe it was um, like Devin's worship team, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I guess maybe my freshman year playing basketball. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't say it was the best. Okay, but it's fun. I would probably rate that as the best. Okay. Okay. I guess in terms of uh, these groups that we look at, we're like, man, this is. I was so glad to be a part of that. Was it because we were winning, or was it because it was a sense of unity? Was it because it was a sense of camaraderie, like we just knew how to encourage each other, sharpen each other? Thank you, Avery. And that's really the the point of. Of, of what we're getting at in terms of what we're going to read here in Ephesians chapter 4. So anyone, any other thoughts? Pastor, we'll get anything online in terms of the best group? The best Or best team? team. Um, Jessica said... Wednesday Hi, Jess. Night Live. Wednesday Night Live. This is my old youth group back in the day. Wow. Okay. <laughs> hey, this is before Justice and Nadi were even on the planet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, ma'am. I was gonna say actually it was um, Powder Puff last last year semester at school. Okay. Like we lost the game, but we were like so unified and like we all came in like we were gonna win. So okay. It was yeah. Actually, that was like the best. Like that was like the best experience. Unified in your loss as well. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. I, mean, I get that. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. And here's the thing. Awesome. So we, I mean, like my closest friends are all from the youth group and like 35, 40 years. That's fantastic. And we still are tight because of the bonds that are formed during that youth group. Yes, ma'am. Wow, that's beautiful. I was a part of of a camp, a church camp that we went to from my, from the year I was born, like until 2015. So from 1981 to 2015, I went to this camp every single year. And my best friend on the planet, um, I met there. From, he's from Indianapolis. Yeah, church camp. And so, and we, we didn't start off as friends. We started off as rivals. Good evening. How are you? Welcome. Hey, how are you? You're doing great. Thank you. Pleasure. Hi. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. Don't mind me. Welcome. I'm just like right next to her. Yeah, good. Yeah. And you met Danette already earlier? She invited you over? Yeah. Hi. For, please, please feel free to join us and be a part of what we're doing. Yeah, please. There's some food here as well. Help yourself. So. Can't, I can't tell anyone else online to help yourself with any food, but... Uh, <laughs> You said Eva? Eva, is that correct? Eva. Eva, yes. pleasure, man. Glad you're here. So, I was just talking about my experience as um, the best group I'd ever been a part of. And this was a group I was a part of every year. Um, it was a church camp. Um, went there every summer since uh, the year I was born. So 1981 to 2015 when, when it finally closed down. So, But uh, yeah, we're just because we're setting the stage for this idea of unity that we're getting ready to read about. All right, and so from Ephesians chapter 4. Would you like to use my Bible now? Because I also have it online, so you're welcome to. Oh, yeah, there you go. All right, right there. All right. And I am reading from the NLT. This is the New Living Translation, so it's just a little bit more modern in its interpretation. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right, so we're starting here in verse 1. So this is Paul talking again, and here he's, he's letting us know again where he's at. He says, therefore I, Paul, a prisoner for serving the Lord, mind you, not a prisoner because of anything he done wrong, but just a prisoner for, for serving the Lord, Beg you to lead a life or, or, uh, that is worthy of your calling or to walk in a way. I think most translations might say walk in a way that is worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble 
and gentle. Here we go. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Can I get an amen from anybody who's married? Okay. <laughs> Making <laughs> a little loud there, Kelly. Yeah. Make every effort to keep yourself unified in the spirit, binding yourself together with peace, for there is one body and one spirit, just as you've been called to one glorious hope for the future. Verse 5 says this, there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and in all and living through all. Verse 7, however, he has given each of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. So before I continue on, let me just pause there for just a a moment. Let's talk about this for a a little bit. These first few verses that we're kind of looking at here. Um, For many of us that were raised in church, and we can all speak to this in some form or fashion, Unfortunately, a lot of times Christianity becomes more about what I can't do and, and what, I, what I shouldn't do. And, and I think a lot of that stems from, okay, we're trying to live a righteous life. We're trying to live a life, like Paul said here, worthy. We're trying to walk in a way that's worthy of our calling. What ends up happening for, for many of us in church is now it becomes more of a slap on the wrist always of you can't do this. You can't go there. You can't talk like this. You can't wear that. You can't. And, and all of a sudden we're getting this litany of things we cannot do. And, and now everyone knows what we're, what we're against, what we, what, we, what we stand against, but no one knows what we're actually for. <laughs> and I learned this from Bishop Jakes a long time ago. He ultimately said, he said, instead of me standing here and telling you all the things that I'm opposed to, let me tell you what I actually stand for. And so he's able to share about the love of Christ. He's able to share about the unity that we have when Christ becomes the center of our lives and how we can get along in spite of our, our, the color of our dust we can get along so well because of this love of God that we have received. And now we're not, we want to turn around and we want to share what we've received from God with other people. So um, when I look at all this, okay, and we're talking about this idea of the Christian life, though, the, 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 the do's and the don'ts, the, uh, those who raise King James, thou shalt not, right? Um, or thou shalt. However, that, no one even uses those terms anymore. Um, but when I look at this, ultimately what I realize is when I came to Christ, Maybe I didn't realize the cost fully. When I came to Christ, something happened. I became this new creation in Christ. Like something just transformational took place. So it was no longer about stopping my old way of life. It was now learning a a whole new way of living. So maybe if if we can just for a moment with the group and anyone watching online, uh, let's maybe just make this a little more simple first. Maybe share like uh, an example of like a major moment in your life, something that was like a, like a major impacting moment on your life that just began to shift uh, your life in a completely different direction. Does anyone have maybe something they'd like to let us know? That this was just a major moment in my life. Um, yes, Pastor Roger, go ahead. I see you over there. Go ahead, Pastor Roger, you ready. <laughs> a, ma- a major shifting moment in your life where you're just like, whoa, life is just, it's just taking on a whole new course. Um, marriage comes to mind. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Jesus, help her husband, wherever he is. <laughs> Poor woman. Pray for y'all. Pray for that woman. <laughs> so I, that comes to mind. Marriage, obviously, the birth of your children, marriage, you know, 
taking on new jobs, things like that. So. Yep, good. Yeah. Anyone else? Please, Michael. Yeah, go ahead, sir. I was just, um, from your question, I thought like maybe I thought you were tired. And that that shifting moment had an impact on everything else in your life from, from that moment forward. That moment of surrender to Christ and, yeah, and realizing I mean, because of that we had our children when we had had them, you know, and it's like God's got this plan for you, but we can't yes. take a detour because, like, you can't give it to that, that state that you're in if you're going to keep, like, doing what you're doing. So obviously, there's still those blessings, but there's not those, those real big blessings. Yeah. Yeah, yes, sir. Amen. Thank God for Jessica. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Please. Um, I feel like for me, one of them was in, uh, like, November, I think, November or October. Um, it was, like, one of the worship nights at my school. And that and I was, it was like really transformational for me. And like that was when I like, like got out of lukewarmness. Yeah, come on, girl. That's it. Um, and like someone prophesied over, over me that night. And so like after that night, like that's when I made like, I had to make like drastic changes in life and stuff like that. And I feel like that was like a time that like was a really big life change. And, and we've seen the impact of that change in your life. Everything from, we didn't, obviously we weren't aware of that, what was going on in the, but we saw the change, transformation, and now Nadia is actually she has her own podcast that she puts out. Um, it, it is awesome. I mean, I'm like, I'm so proud uh, to see that she's one of my spiritual daughters. So I'm so proud to know that hey, here we go. What God has done in my life now, I'm using that to impact other people's lives. So awesome. Any anyone else? Eric, please, yes, sir. I think you know we talk about children, having children, and all that. Um, I had my oldest son, 21 years old, didn't know what to do, didn't know that that fork in the road in my life at yeah. that time. Some people do, know, some people don't. I had a full basketball scholarship to go to a four-year school in Virginia, and I chose the right road instead of the left road, <laughs> and I stayed home, and I got a full-time job and all that, and now, in hindsight, years later, me and his mom didn't stay together. I got full custody of him, and it's really when, when I got full custody of him, is you know, they're changing. Yeah. You know, having that full custody of my son and, you know, knowing that I did the best I could for him. Yes, even still doing it now. Yes, sir. And looking back, you have no regrets. You made the right choice. It's impacted everything in your life. But yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think that, and this is awesome. Anyone else? Any other thoughts? Anything online, Pastor Olga? I want to make sure everyone gets a chance to share if you'd like to. Because when I look at these, these first few verses here, okay, he's telling this, he, he's begging us to lead a life or walk in a way that is worthy of this calling that, that, that is on our lives. Okay, but how does he define that? What does that begin to look like? And as he says, to be humble, to be gentle to be patient with each other, to make allowances for each other's faults because of, of your love, to make every effort to be unified in the spirit. So I'm looking at these things here and I'm like, okay, how I'm called to walk in this way. This, this is a manner that is worthy of my calling. So to say something is worthy means what exactly? I mean, when we hear that word worthy, what does that mean to you? To walk in a way that is a manner that is worthy 
recall. Any thoughts on, on what that means? Yes, ma'am. Just, I mean, worthy means looking at the value of yes. him or her and saying, I want to live in a way that says you are that valuable. Yeah, that I know. That Amen. That's great. I mean, any other thoughts on that? I think Ms. Vitti kind of hit on the head there for us. So, in terms of, of this idea of, of, of worth, and we're looking at, that, okay, what makes me worthy of the calling? Humility. This, this idea of, I think some translations have it as, as gentleness or, or, or not just being gentle. This idea of, and here we go, parents, being patient. <laughs> okay, patience. <clears throat> Ooh, help us, Lord. This idea of, uh, again, some translations say it looks like bearing with one another. Um, are making allowances for each other's faults is the translation I was reading. And then here's this one, eager to maintain some kind of unity. All right, so when we look at these things, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love, maintaining unity, I guess of those five things, somebody tell me uh, which one of those traits do you probably struggle with the most? Which one would you say is the hardest? Patience. patience. The men are already speaking up and saying patience. Got that, all right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jessica already posted. His wife already posted on that. Yeah. Integrity. Okay, right on. Thank you. Thank you for that, Samantha. Being honest, the, the, the idea of, of integrity. Oh, hey, yeah. D David Lacey. So this is one of the guys I grew up with at, at, the, at the Bible camp, bringing back all them good memories, sir. Amen. They were fantastic memories. I don't know how far back I'm actually seeing this here, but thank you. Um, but yeah, what else? Anyone else want to share maybe uh, what, what one of these traits you probably struggle with the most? Humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with other people and their faults. Uh, maintaining unity, anyone at all? I think for me, it's definitely bearing with one another alone. Really? That, that's shocking to hear Ms. Vitti say that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Vitti is being candid here. Here we go. All right, put it out there, Ms. Vitti. Please go ahead. Yes, ma'am. So Thank. That I think that's kind of like the cherry on the top, and um, I feel like there there has been, and and I can see how God just uses all things for our good. Yes. Because from very little there was a mindset um, being brought up when as I was growing up that I could not give up. There mm. was no like half hearted like you you gotta do. Your best and nothing less. Amen. So I can see how God has used that to say there's many things like through my life, and especially in my walk in my journey of Christianity, I've had so many moments where everything in me and my feelings and what I see says give up. Wow. Let it go. No, like just and and everything by the spirit is like no. This is a this is a commitment and, and not only a commitment but a command. Yeah. Yes. Follow me. Like when Jesus says, follow me. Like He's saying, like I. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it was a commitment I made, a decision I made. And I think like wow. being able to bear with each other is, is making that decision saying, I'm with you. Amen. And I'm with you in love because I love you, but this doesn't feel good. You, you can't deny the fact that everything says, and this is good. doesn't feel good. Amen. But 
bearing with, with each other saying, it doesn't matter because I love you. Yeah. I may not like you right now, but I love you. Wow. <laughs> you know, and I'm going to bear with you because of that love. I think the reason my jaw dropped when Ms. Vitti said it is because everyone knows her husband, Pastor Bethel, is perfect. <laughs> uh, but, but having said that, in, in that sense where there is, yes, Ms. Vitti, we are, we're looking at, at, at this idea of bearing with one another in, in love, not, not holding their faults against them, because that's exactly what our, especially our modern society does. It, it wants to throw in our face constantly what we've done wrong how we've acted wrong. And, and scriptures teach the exact opposite of that. Maybe, and let me propose it like this because I just want to make sure we're keeping the, the scriptures going here. When you look at this list, who comes to mind? Who's somebody you think of like, I, I've seen this example. Maybe they're not, they're not Pastor Beto perfect, but, but they, they got that humility and that gentleness and that patience and they, they're, they're willing to move, look beyond other people's fault and, 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 and bear with them in love and, and they're, they're eager they, they strive to try to maintain some sense of unity has anybody come to mind anybody that you can think of uh, that you've seen these, these, uh, these traits and you're like they're like the perfect example of that anyone know ironically um, VD yeah VD yeah. It's, it's funny that VD says I'm not this and then yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely I see a lot of those yeah. things in her she's very gentle and humble and willing to step in and bear with love Amen. Ms. Vita, you are, you are Courtney's example of, of fulfilling these things here. So, amen. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone got someone in mind, a, a former pastor, youth pastor, someone you look to uh, growing up in life? It's like, I, I see this in them, and, I, and I'm glad I was able to see it with my own eyes. Yes, ma'am, please. Um, I would say definitely my mom. Awesome. Yeah. Ooh. And so she is all those things. She's patient. She's kind. She's humble. She bears with you in love. She sure does. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. So, yeah, that's my mom. Thank you for that. That's awesome. And this idea here of maintaining unity, which we're going to kind of dig into because this really is the the crux of, of everything that we read in these scriptures, okay? This idea of looking at our, not just our, our, our behaviors, if you will, but this idea of unity within, within Christendom. And I think we all can say we've, we've seen the exact opposite of that at some point in time in churches. And, and forgive us, Lord, for this, but how many different churches will preach this loving, forgiving Christ and then turn around and be so condemning and judgmental towards the people that are there? And, and, and if we're not careful, we start to become like the Pharisees and we start looking down our nose at people that need Jesus. I, I, you ever drive by those churches and they got those little signs out front, you know, these little little quotes that are supposed to be inspirational? I saw this one today and I didn't even, didn't even register until this moment that I needed to see it. And it basically just said, <clears throat> if you're if you're look basically if you're looking up at God, you won't spend your time looking down your nose at others. And I was like, hey, that's pretty straightforward and simple. Makes sense. If all my time is spent focused on the Lord, at least just, hey, Father, how do you want me to treat others? I won't, I won't be able to spend as much time. And I think the opposite is true. If I'm spending my time, so much time looking down my nose at others, clearly my head isn't in looking up towards the Father for direction and wisdom on decisions I'm making. Yes, sir, please. You know, one, for, for, for your point, your point right back at you. That's right. It's a, I, that's a good, I mean, it's not in scripture, but that's exactly right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we hear that all the time. This idea of, of unity then really 
what Paul is showing us, it can only be found within the body of Jesus Christ, right? And so when he says this, we'll go back to what he said initially. He said, walk or live in a manner that is worthy of our calling. He's laying out the, and here's how we do it. Here's how we work in unity. We have to understand, we have to at least, Lord, help me understand what that calling is on my life, okay? And then he also says, and be Christ-like in our conduct. So there's that humility, gentleness, patience, forbearing with others, maintaining you. That's how we act like Jesus. But then he also says in verses uh four and six, four through six, he tells us again, he says, there is one body, one spirit. We've been all called to this one glorious hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. So again, he's shown us the unity of, of, of everything within Christendom itself. And, he, and I think he's ultimately telling us, here, this, is the, this is the confession of, of believers. And so I think what begins to happen when we as the church, we start doing this, we start living in a way that is worthy of our calling. We start acting like Jesus as best we can with others around us. And then we realize there's such a profound unity in everything within the gospel itself that I want to live that out. And so I asked everyone in this room and those who are watching online, let's, let's, let's tackle this for a moment. What kind of message are we sending to the world when they look at us and they see, oh man, look at, the, look at these people, they're unified. In purpose, and what kind of message are we sending them when they look at us and they say they're so divided and they're at each other's throats and they're always condemning each other and shooting their wounded as opposed to treating them? Uh, let us talk about this just for a few moments. What kind of message are we sending in the world when we display unity? What kind of message are we sending in the world when we show them nothing but division? I'm this denomination. I'm that denomination. I'm, I, I, I go to this church. I go to that church. Let's talk about it for a moment, please. Yes, ma'am. I feel like in division, we're like we're like showing them what they want to see. Come on. Want to see church people mess up and so it's like, Come on. Like, I have I don't I'm not big on watching documentaries that, that slam Christians, but I watched with Pastor White watched some of the uh, the documentary about Hillsong. And just today she had turned on a little bit of the documentary about the Duggar family. And it's just like, ooh. And and you're right. The world already has a narrative about us. And when we do things to fit that narrative, they love that. And they jump all over that and they want to expose it every way possible. Thank you for that. That's exactly right. Yes, sir. I feel like growing up Catholic, Catholic Church is always asking for money. Sure. A lot of people believe that that's to pay the lawyers and the fees and everything that they have to pay for those priests. Oof. And you always see it. I mean, now with social media, you see more than you, than you get. So now I think that's where we're at. Where looking the way at Catholic churches that, you know, you can't trust them. Sure, sure. And the idea behind it, why, why was I giving anyway? Was it was it just giving to pay for cover-ups? I understand that. And again, the world loves that kind of division because they look at that and it's like, ah, make, that's why I don't want to be any, any part. I want nothing to do with that. Yes, ma'am, please. Um, just to add to that, I think when we show the division, it shows, it helps confuse and bring confusion to to what people already are confused with. People don't even know, like, why is there so many denominations? And people always say things like, oh, the Bible contradicts itself. There's so many, like, I think, questions that people have, and that when we show the, the disunity, the division, it adds to the confusion. That's what the enemy wants. We Correct. want people to be confused and Correct. have clarity and not know, you know, who God truly is. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Any, anyone else? Any other thoughts on that? Yeah, go ahead, Nadia. Come on, girl. For what? Um, Podcast Nadia over here. Let's go, girl. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> um, I think, uh, like, in the perspective of, like, unity, like, seeing, like, unity in church, I think it brings, like, uh, like curiosity. Because mm. I think it's not, like, humanly for people to see, like, people so, like, united or stuff, like, like how they handle, like, certain situations. And so I think it, like, 
brings a sense of like, well, like, why are you guys like that? Or like, why yeah. are you guys like do this and stuff like that? Like, why do you do this a certain way? And it like brings this like kind of like just like curiosity. Yes. To like why? Because it's not like our human nature to like want to do that. So Come like, on. Woo! Anata, you hit something on the head right there. It is not our human nature. Okay? When we talk about this idea of unity within the Christian life, ladies and gentlemen, the most difficult thing we'll ever do, my father used to say this, the most difficult thing you ever do is relationships. It's just the most difficult thing you will, you will, ever, you will ever do because relationships cause tension. Relationships cause frustrations. Relationships, they, they cause difficulties. Relationships cause betrayal. Relationships cause pain and sorrow and abuse. And, and these things all come from, from trying to to get along with people, trying to trying to trying to work with people, trying to trying to live with people. And when I look at this idea of, of this Christian life, Nadia, I think you hit it on the head. I have to recognize that to even to try to endeavor to, to keep some sense of unity, I need supernatural help. Okay. I can't do this in and of myself. My my human nature only goes so far, and then just like, screw them. I, I want nothing more to do with this. This isn't working. But the Spirit of God inside me says, go just a little further. Go the extra mile. Give them your cloak and your tunic. Okay, okay. Avery's okay. uh, agreeing with me. Thank you, Princess. Amen. <laughs> and so, when I, again, as, as I'm, was, we're talking about this idea of, of unity, knowing that it isn't easy, knowing that it's, it's not difficult, I look at unity like this. Um, and unity simply means, here's the definition of unity. It's a oneness of mind and heart. But unity is not the same thing as uniformity. Uniformity means we're exactly the same. Okay, nothing is different, exactly the same. Maybe you've been to those churches where everything is exactly the same and you're just like, whoa, okay, with a bunch of little you know, cardboard cutouts or, or robots or look at this cult, right, kind of idea because there's no, there's no diversity. So when we're speaking of unity, we're not talking about being the exact same. That's uniformity. We're talking about something that we have this idea of we want to be one in purpose. We want to be one in love. We want to be one in, in, in how we treat each other, how we respond to situations. So here's my best example of it. Anyone ever done a three-legged race? Right, you've done those three-legged races. This is what unity is supposed to look like, okay? Now, how does that work, Eric? How, does that, how, do, how, how do we successfully make a one-legged race actually work? How, how, how is this, what do we have to do to make it successful? The most successful way is that two people that are close to the same. Okay. So you need the same height, okay. same speed, everything else. Like Justice and I would be great teammates. Okay, yes, Michael and I might not be disappointed. Michael might be faster than me, but I'm taller sure. than him. Sure, sure. So we're, we can, we can, okay. So, 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 so let's say let's say you're paired with Michael. Let's say let's say we pair you with Michael. What? How, how do we make that work? You're you're six foot. No, Derek. What are you? Six foot three. Michael, you're. <laughs> how do we make that work, Derek? How do we make that work? How do we work? If yeah. he if he is faster than me, then I have to keep up with him. Okay. okay. Try to do it that way or the other way around. Where if I'm faster than him, then I either gotta slow down. For him to keep up with me, or he's got to speed up, so then we're at the same. Okay. The outside leg has to be at yes. 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 Okay. 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 So that part that's uniquely me yeah. has to learn to try to be in some sort of unity. unity. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it. That's good, Pastor. Someone else. Come on. Someone else. I, I like it. I'm just trying to give you the visualization of what unity is meant to look like. Okay. How about the simple fact that when you're when you've got Michael and and Eric. You gotta communicate, right? <laughs> you have got to talk, okay? How are we gonna make this thing work? Which leg is going first? Okay, how fast are we going? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. There's gotta be that communication. I think where the church always breaks down when we talk about unity is the fact that we break down in communication. 
we, we, we preach about unity, but then when it comes to actually implementing it, we've got to keep talking to each other. Yeah, that's good. This is what I need. This is how you can help me. Don't condemn me. I need prayer. I, I need encouragement. I need a reminder of, of who I am in Jesus. And so this is, I believe, where we begin to to show the world what real unity looks like. And so I, I couldn't help but think of anything other than a, a three-legged race because this lets the world know, okay? I, I've got my own individual purpose, sure, but I'm united to someone else. I think on Sunday I'm going to show uh, an illustration using a guitar, my guy. Uh, what, what's, well, I won't blow it now, but I, I want to be able to show the idea of, of what being united with Christ and united with the body will look like. And I couldn't think of anything better than a guitar. So we'll, we'll get on that on Sunday, right? But, Okay. So accepting others wherever they are. Yeah. Um, wherever they come from, what you know, wherever their walk is at that time, their struggle, whatever. When we accept, every, we we accept each other. That brings unity. Come on, yes, ma'am. Ooh. So like you know, somebody's hurting, somebody's down. Hmm. You're there to help lift them up, or you know, you're there to hold somebody accountable, or. You know, um, that's important. Yes, ma'am. What you were saying is that reminds me of of what Scripture tells us that we weep with those who weep. Yeah. We rejoice with those who rejoice. This idea being, where are you? Where are you? Now, I believe that the Spirit of God within us will help us be more Christ-like, but we have to meet people right where they are. Str- struggling in their addiction, struggling with their sexuality, doing things that are, are just downright sinful and evil, but realizing at that point in time, we embrace you where you are. And, 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 and if you allow us to, we can actually show you how to be more like Jesus and less like yourself. So that's good. Yes, ma'am. I was going to say, it's a tag on like, what, what you said with accepting. I think like, where a lot of it goes wrong in like, unity is like, people don't know how to like, separate like, people from like, like their actions and like wow. I remember like I had a conversation with my friend and I was like I was like I accept you as a person. I was like I just don't accept like what you're doing. Sure. I, like, I don't have to accept like like what you're doing, but I accept you as a person and stuff. And like like they like like she didn't understand like what that meant at first, but like in that like it helped like like unify our friendship in a sense hmm. because like we had a balance of like she knew like where I stood and like I knew like where she stood and like through like even though we didn't like agree on stuff, like, we were still able to like still have like unity because like I can still like accept her like as a person. Yeah. 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 Amen. 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 A word that comes to me going back to the three-legged race with Eric and Mike. Sacrifice. Ah. Wow. Say that again, sir. Sacrifice. Woo. Okay. one would have to sacrifice a little bit. That's good, though. To be one. Oh, Chuck is preaching over there, sir. Okay, let's go. Sacrifice. I mean, that's what Christ did for us, right? He had to sacrifice a whole lot just to get us in unity with him. Amen, sir. That's good. Yes, sir. Um, think back on what y'all was talking about, like, how it, it didn't really, like, they didn't tell me that, hey, don't come, come to this church. So, like, there's no fucking impact to come to church I went to. And, but just the dust to get in just in my head, I thought this little Mexican game over here. Mm. Like, he's high or something like that. But you can tell from the looks and the, the talking about you, gossip about you. And um, that's why a lot of the gang, like when it's gang, gang brothers and, you know, any other gang, like, they don't go to church. And for, the reason they tell me why is all of the you just went to. Oh, sure. they don't let me in. Oh, you know, they, they've kicked me out before. Wow. It's, it's sad to hear. I'm like, dang, bro, I'm like, I'm really sorry to hear that. But, like, 
none of the church is like that, you know. But, yes, sir. You know, just accepting people and how they are. Uh, even if like they come in drunk, high, disordered, blowed out, whatever it is, like, you know. Yes, sir. Let's look at these verses again in light of what Michael just said. Look at these verses again. Regardless of where they are, look what we're trying to bring them. Into this place where we, we are keeping it, we're making every effort, verse 3, to keep unity in the spirit, binding ourselves together with peace, okay? And then realizing, okay, we are one body. There's one spirit. We've been called to one glorious hope for the future. Verse 5, we have one Lord, okay, who's Jesus. We have this one faith, this, this faith in Jesus. Not multiple faiths, one faith in Jesus. One, one baptism, the idea of, of the baptism, the repentance of, of my sins, okay? Then one God, all right? So if, if you don't believe in the Trinity, sorry, it's, it's pretty clear here that <laughs> we're defining the, the Trinitarian view of God. One God who's the Father of all, okay? He's the Father of our Lord Jesus, we know that. And he was overall in all and living through all, okay? So we've got this idea of unity that we are when we say we're endeavoring, we're, 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 we're doing everything we can, we're making every effort to keep this sense of unity because everything around us in the spirit is unified. So, okay, when I can't do it of my flesh, let me tap into the supernatural. Lord, you're unified in the spirit. Help me to be unified with the rest of, uh, of the fellow believers that I'm around. So uh, let's keep going. Any thoughts or questions before we keep, we keep, we keep going on this? Um, people are just commenting. Everybody was agreeing with communication. Mm. Communication is essential. Communication, communication is so important. Um, just because said accepting and affirming is important. And then, um, yeah, prayer requests for like. Okay, prayer requests. We'll get to those. All right. I've got a lot to cover, and I've got like 15 minutes. So here we go. Y'all ready? So strap in with me. I'll be quick about this. Um, verse 7 says, However, he has given each one of us a spiritual gift, okay, through the generosity of Christ. So the fact that you have a gift from God, whatever that gift is, or multiple gifts that you have, you have because Jesus Christ himself is so generous. This is why the scriptures teach us, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives, um, or led captivity captive, and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world or to the lower parts of the earth. And, he, and the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so he might fill the entire universe with himself. What the heck are we talking about here? Okay, <laughs> What is going on here? And I get it on the surface. If you just look at it, you're like, what is happening? This idea of unity, this idea of walking worthy of our calling comes from understanding what Jesus did for us. That he was with the Father from all eternity past in, in heaven. And yet, uh, as Chuck said, this idea of sacrifice, he gave it all up, gave it all up to come to this lowly place to be human and to reach us right where we were. He couldn't reach us as solely God. He had to reach us as man. He couldn't die just as God. He had to die as man. And, and, and this is why he could take on the sins of man, because he becomes one of us. And so in this understanding, we catch that Jesus descends from his, his glory, from his divinity, comes to, to this lowly place uh, of earth, if you will. Now, some translations actually say that he descended into, even to, into the lower parts of the earth. Okay, So now what we're talking about is after his death. Now we're talking about serious sacrifice. Okay, He didn't just die. What happened in those, those three days when he was in the grave? He descends to the lower parts of the earth. And if you've ever asked this question, my kids have asked me this question before, and I love when this question comes up. So what did Jesus do when he was dead? Okay, and, and even dif even different, but kind of same question. 
where did all the people go that believed in God before Jesus showed up? Because if Jesus is the only way to heaven, then where did they all go? And so I love taking them to Luke 15 and showing them in Luke 15 this story, this encounter between a rich man and a poor man named Lazarus. The rich man had everything. Lazarus had nothing. But when they both died about the same time, the rich man was taken to hell, Jesus says, and the poor man, Lazarus, was taken to a place known as paradise or Abraham's bosom is what it's called. All right. And there, they're both conscious, no soul sleep. I don't know, some of us were raised to believe in soul sleep, so when we die, we just go to this place of, of rest till God calls us to heaven. Cool, but according to what Jesus said, no one was sleeping. <laughs> the rich man was in torment. He said, in, in this flame, I'm in agony, I'm in torment. But I can see across the way, there's a gap dividing, like some big gulf dividing where hell was and where paradise was. And he's talking to Abraham. He's having communication with Abraham. And he's saying, I'm in, I'm in torment in these flames. Tell Lazarus just to dip his finger in the water and put it in my tongue just to cool. And he's like, hey, look, you know, Lazarus had nothing good in life. Now he's got all these good things. You had all sorts of good things. And now you're, now you're in torment of hell. Not because he had things, but just because those things were his God. Because Lazarus had nothing, so God became his God. And so all, when it's all said and done, where did these people go? They went to a place called paradise. That was my point in, in, in saying all that from Luke 15. I believe, according to what I see here, and there are different theological perspectives on this, but I believe what Jesus did is he descended into the lower parts of the earth and let all those souls who had died before he come, led them all out of their captivity because they couldn't get to heaven. But he led captivity captive. I mean, he basically took them captive and said, I'm going to take you home. And he took them to be with the Father. And that's where their soul and spirit are. Now, their body is still, I don't know, who knows where the body is, decaying in a grave, in the belly of a fish, I don't know, lost at sea. I don't, I don't know where their body is, but I do know where their spirit is right now with the Father. And so in all this, we see what Jesus does. And then, he, and then verse 11 says this. Now these are the gifts that Christ has given to the church. Check this out. Here's the gifts. He gives apostles. He gives prophets. He gives evangelists. He gives pastors. He gives teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do God's work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. So Ooh, this whole idea of unity begins to circle back around right here. You're going to see in verse 13. This whole idea comes back around of unity. The gifts that Jesus gave after he defeated death, after he defeats the devil, after he, he, he leads these people out of paradise, now he begins to bestow gifts on us. This is what every victor does. If you're, if you're a victor, you're handing out gifts. You're dishing them out. This is what Jesus does because I want there to be unity within the body. So I'm going to give apostles. I'm going to give prophets. I'm going to give evangelists. I'm going to give pastors. I'm going to give teachers. Uh, I, I love telling people that sometimes they forget my role. According to the scripture, I'm a gift from Jesus to you. Come on, somebody. Amen. <laughs> That's just the role of a pastor. Uh, so, but, but, but why? So that my responsibility, the responsibility of what we call the five, we call it the fivefold ministry, that responsibility is to equip you to do God's work. And, and this biggest part of God's work that we're going to see is, look, verse 13. This will continue until we all have come to such unity in our faith and and knowledge of God's Son that we will finally be mature. You get it, ladies and gentlemen? We start to grow up spiritually when we actually are endeavoring for unity. Okay? Don't tell me you're a grown Christian when you're causing division. Don't tell me you're a mature Christian when you're causing problems. When you're not, when you're not just, you know, you're not helping with solutions. You're not, you're not bringing things to an end. That's not what mature Christians do. Mature Christians ultimately say, I'm going to, look to, I'm going to do everything I can to promote unity, to keep unity. And so that, what happens here, the, we will all measure up to the full and complete standard of Jesus, the whole idea of endeavoring for unity so I can be just like Jesus. That's what he did. Okay? So any thoughts or questions about that before I continue on? Because I've still got a lot of verses to cover, and I've got 11 minutes. So. <laughs> any other thoughts? We're doing good? 
All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Verse 14. Then we will no longer be, I love this, like immature children. Okay, woo, praise the Lord. When we finally start just endeavoring for unity, we won't be like immature children. We won't be tossed and blown around by every wind of new teaching because we realize it's been 2,000 years since Jesus was here and there's been all sorts of different doctrines and teachings that have floated out there. And if we are not anchored in unity, if we're not anchored in, in seeking after knowing who Jesus is, we're going to literally be thrown around by this, this next wave of, of indoctrination that will happen. We will, but as we mature, we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love. I love this verse right here. Speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Let me just pause there for just a, a quick second. Somebody maybe tell me about a time uh, when you were like on a team or you're maybe something at work maybe even within your family, where you've you got these different personalities, you've got these different giftings, you've got these, these, uh, a different anointing, but you were able to take those differences somehow, and though it might have been difficult, you were able to work together. Anyone got any, any, any reference? Yeah, go ahead, Eric, please, sir. I mean, obviously coaching. Yes, sir. I've been coaching over time, but um, the biggest one was this past soccer season. A couple of our kids are on. Um, so many kids, different schools, different yeah. Abilities, different everything, just keeping them all together. Different schedules, just trying to get yes. them to practice. Yeah, yes, 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 sir. And just keeping them together for one common goal of winning every week. Yes, sir. Playing the best that they can play, you know, and evolving from. I said about every kid at our end of the year, you saw how well they were at the beginning of the year, you saw how great they became at that end of the year. Right on, sir. Right on. Thank you for that. And Eric's a great coach. I got to see it firsthand. It was awesome. I, I appreciate how you taught each one of those kids as well to show honor and respect, not only to the, the team they played against, but uh, he had them even run over and thank their parents for, for tolerating them every week and bringing them every week. And that was awesome. So thank you, sir. Anyone else? Any, anyone got a time maybe where you just, you know, it was difficult, but, but you, with the different people you had to work with, you were able to kind of bring something together and in, in, in a sense of unity, make it work. Any thoughts at all? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think working at ACS and like um, just a lot of different people, mm -hmm. you know, that are not Christians exactly that are exactly in a mold, you know, and everybody has their own beliefs and their own convictions. Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool to see, though, that the impact that happens in the children's lives, you know, when they start to tell you how excited they are about God, how much they love God. Awesome. God, Worship, you can pray, you can be kind to each other. So I feel like that's the goal, which is to like show Christ. And I feel like it's cool to be a part of it. Yeah. 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 Has it been difficult at times? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. Someone else have something? Oh, yeah. I would say like the worship mix that we would do at school, like especially like for the January, it was like really interesting to see like different spiritual gifts like play out in yeah. like, one, like in like unity and stuff. So, yes, ma'am. Amen to that. That's awesome. I uh, Look at this verse with me one more time. Look at verse 15, uh, 16 again. Look at verse 16 again, just real quick. Jesus talked about, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I wrote this down earlier. I felt like the Lord just gave it to me. It's really simple, but he just gave it to me. He said, and here's what I want you to tell you. I want to tell you this. I'm at my best when I make you better. Mm -hmm. 
as in the fulfillment of the scripture, I'm actually at my best. Not when I'm promoting myself, not when I'm looking at my gift, look at my talent, look what I can do, look at who I am. I'm actually at my best when I'm making you better. When I am, as this verse says here, doing my special work to help you grow, to help, to, to help you be healthy, to, to, to demonstrate the full love that, that I've received. And so, yes, sir, please. I think, so... This Sunday will be one year of us going to Impact Church. Hey, well, all right, so right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad, yeah, yeah. I think going into the unity of the church, you know, everyone is unified, even if it's just for that one hour, hour and a half, two hours, and how long oh, you want oh, to okay, Watch out now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, being unified yeah. at church and being there and being and wanting to be there, but also the church accepting so. of a new family all the time. You see it. You know, accepting us, Ms. VD sent out uh, a message to my wife and I asking, we want to be part of the dream team. Yeah. You know, and just, you know, being part of a community, not just the church, but the community of the church. So, right on, sir. Amen. And that's what this whole thing is about. This is what I love about our church, whether you're a member or not. What I love about our church is we really do show what I believe heaven is supposed to look like. No matter how you come in, where you come from. Forgive us, Lord, sometimes what you smell like. <laughs> we, we want to make sure that you feel like you're part of something bigger and better than yourself because it really is. It's the body of Jesus Christ. And so it becomes so easy to, to drop all judgment of people when you're just like, whosoever will. This was Jesus' mantra, whosoever will. I, I want to be that way, whosoever will. Now, if you don't want to get out of your sin, that's on you. And eventually, hey, we can't help you anymore. But as you come in that door... First time, we're just like, look, you're loved. You're valuable. And we want to help you in your walk with God. Yes, sir. Yeah, and uh, I, that's one of the first things that I've felt when I saw when I walked into the church. Not, and I'm not saying it because I'm part of the back church, but that's the reason why I'm at the back church. It's demonstrated from the top and the pastor to everybody else that welcomed me in there. Like, like I said, it, it was overwhelming. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Yeah. A gang member that we all want to love. Yeah. And so, like, Going in there, I wanted it, but then it was like, oh man, this is a lot. Overload. Jim and Dad and I thought were playing tricks on me because they knew I was high. You know, so I was like, they kept on coming to hug me and changing clothes. I'm like, what is going on here? They're twins. They're twins. They're twins. They're twins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like, anybody watching out there? Like, it's like, it's hesitant to go. Has not been part of our 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 um, our sermons. Yeah. Like, come. Doesn't matter how you are, like, like yeah. we're here yeah. to attest to it. Like, yeah. first thing we walk in, and I, I'm going to say that boldly that we, we welcome you with love and hugs. And some people don't like it, some people don't want it. Yeah. That's okay, we've had to wait, don't touch me. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we don't. We don't. I love you. You can't yeah. stop us from loving you. Yeah. Amen, sir. Really, I think, like, for me growing up Catholic, you know, and being baptized at a church, and my parents got married, and being an altar server there, my dad reads literature and all that. You know, every weekend doing that from birth. And then when I had a child and not being married, mm. and they looked at me differently. I was yeah. yes. And that, that wasn't the congregation. The congregation sure. that we were, it was the head, the head pastor of the church. Yep. Mm. And then refusing to baptize my son, you know, and saying that, no, you guys aren't married, you can't. Mm. And then even when I got married and had another child, they refused to do it because... Our, two of our three children are not, you know, part of our us, sure. as, they, as they put it. Yeah. So wow. Think, but then the open arms of impact changed everything. Mm. 
Hallelujah. And that is so reflective of Christ. Do you want to add that? No, I was just going to say, what's so beautiful about impact is that it's, it's the gospel. Like, everybody has a different story. Everybody has a different mm. testimony. But God has redeemed that. Amen. No matter how dark it was, no matter how. And so, I just think it's like, it's the gospel on full display. Come on, yeah. somebody. Amen. Yeah. Pastor, you want to add to that as well, please? Yeah, and I was just want to say something similar. I think we all remember what it's like walking in for that first time. And I think that that's, that's like when I meet new people or when you hear somebody's bringing their family and you get excited, but then you yeah. also remember like what it was like to walk in that first time. And that's, we put ourselves in there just to be like, we want to love you, welcome you, make sure that you know like you are not being judged here. Amen. You're welcome and we're here to help you however we can. And so, yeah. And it's, so, not, even, and it's not even that I... It's because we have to. It's because we. That's just the yeah. That's the love of Christ in us. Yeah. That's it. Because it's because of pastor. That's how we is. So it kind of it trickles off like. But that's because that's how Jesus is. Let's get it right. Okay. I, uh, full disclosure. I could be an a hole. I, 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 uh, full disclosure. I don't. I don't always. I don't. Me, Jamin Becker, doesn't always like people. Christ in me can't help but love people. And it's like, oh, man, I feel you, Jesus. Okay, here I go. <laughs> I can't help it. Yes, ma'am. Um, so me, it was the acceptance, like, after I messed up. Like, I had already been in the church. Preach. I had messed up, and it was like, everyone was still so, like, accepting. I mean, like, not everyone knew what happened, but, like, yeah. you, like, you guys knew, like, what was going on. You guys were still, like, like so accepting. and still, like, come to church and stuff like that. And I was just like, come on, like, somebody. really? Like, still and stuff? So I think just like the acceptance, like even after like mistakes and stuff. Now you've hit something on the head. I don't care who walks in the door. We're going to love on them. But not everyone who walks in the door comes back. What about those people who've been a part of the family for a while? And they, they stumble and fall. Yeah. Who am I to heap the shame on them? Satan does that so well. What, what is wrong with me to act like Satan and then make you feel like I can't ever come back? I, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough to ever be a part of this again. Thank God that we've learned from some bad examples and then the exact opposite. And Nadia, I'm glad that you were a recipient of that because I believe this is part of what you're doing even now. You're turning around and, and doing that same thing for other people who have been hurt by the church because of that. It's like, okay, I know I messed up. I mean, clearly I know I've messed up. That's why I'm coming back to church, right? I, I, I want to be right with God. And you're telling me now I, I can't even be here? Ooh, that's a dangerous place to be. And, and as ministers... We will, especially my position, I will stand before God and give an account for that. That I, instead of heaping love and, and accept and, and just, hey, let me pull you out of this, out of the shame. I, I heap more condemnation on you. That's acting just like the devil. We ain't got no time for that. Yes, ma'am. Because what people need to realize is it's not, uh, being a Christian is just somebody who believes in Christ. Yes. Has accepted Christ. Yes. And it's not about religion. It's not about routine. It's not mm. about, you know, it's about relationship Amen. with Christ, Amen. with God. And the more you have a relationship with him, the more that his love is abound in you. And Come on. relationship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes, ma'am. That's the way, that, that's what it's all about. And I think so many people get that, you know, it's all about religion. And it's so not about yeah. that. Yes, ma'am. It's about Relationship with Jesus, relationship with the brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes. And unity. Yes, ma'am. Amen. 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 Like, it doesn't matter like what you believe in. Like, I mean, as far as like your convictions and everything, like I don't drink, but that doesn't sure. mean
Right. And, like, and it took us out. So like, and God pulled you out of all that. I'm, yeah, I'm not going back. That's yeah. just me. Mm-hmm. I learned that, you know, hey, that's for me. That's not everybody else. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But the, but the idea of building unity means I'm not going to condemn you where you are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to slap my convictions on Now, if it's scripture says clearly don't do this, then don't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but where it doesn't, not, I'm not here to judge you and, for that. And, and even when it, you know, like, you know, homosexuality is sin. Sure. Yeah. Like, okay. it, it is. Mm-hmm. Being around it, like, family members, mm-hmm. church family people, like, doesn't, doesn't matter. I'm not like, hey, well, every time we get together, hey, well, no. Like, hey, you know what? It's a process of certification. Like, yes, sir. It took me a year and a half to stop smoking, going and doing all that other stuff. Yes, sir. I'm twisting my fingers, don't go against us. So, like... Yes, sir. Who, who might? A sin is a sin. Mm. Homosexuality is worse than a murder, and a murder is not worse. You know, a pedophile like it, then it's. You know, Mike, but you're saying something that is that is really profound that I, I I don't even know if we'll be able to get to the rest of this or not. But let's just make make it something clear for everyone present. Okay, when I come to Christ, my sins are forgiven. But that doesn't mean at that moment every one of those sins gets cut off. Some people it does. Other people, we get into that place where it's like I've got to keep battling this thing. And I actually heard is Jackie. Jackie O'Perry. I heard her say this the other day, so profound. I love it. She said crucifixion was actually one of the longest forms of death, mm-hmm. right? What did, what did the Bible tell us to do? To crucify our flesh. That means some things might take a long time to die in my life, okay? A long time to die in my life. And she's saying this because she was a, a former practicing homosexual herself. Um, and so she knew those, those desires were still there. But I had to crucify that part of who I was. And it didn't die right away. It took a long time for that thing to die off. And so I think the, the profound part of what you're saying here, Michael, is that when I realize that, some people, I can cold turkey this thing. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people are just like, I'm still battling this. Yeah. Okay, well, as long as you're struggling, that means you haven't lost. Yeah. Let's keep struggling until we win. Yes, ma'am. There's something Jackie Perry says, too, that I love. is that She said, like, with her, like, lust and, like, uh, her struggling with that, that she had to, like, um, she had to like exercise that of like resisting hmm. and stuff. And like I was thinking the other day, wow. like with resistance bands, like you have to keep resisting in order to like grow your muscles. And so like for her, she had to keep Preach. Like, resisting like urges and stuff. Like, Come on, Nadia, preach it, girl. Hey, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's my fault. <laughs> I, I, I mean, no, not really. Like, even after. Um, I got married and I gave it everything, you know, um, I was, the demons are still, sure. like, shadows and everything, like, you know, so, like, that's another thing I want to encourage you, but, like, oh, like, I've done everything, yeah. and it's, like, I remember John Romero talking about, like, um, once he fully became saved, hmm. he wasn't playing around anymore, like, he was still tormented, Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, for a long time, and he was, like, God, like, why, 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 and finally, you know, stopped, and he, and God, and I'm not saying God would tell you right there and there sometimes, but God did be able to tell me why it happened. But yes, sir. This is old story. Yes, sir. Yeah. Like. So, just going back to the very first verse, if we're to, if He's beseeching us, He's begging us to walk in a manner that is worthy of our calling. Okay. And the biggest part of that that we need to take from this is, yes, I, I need to live right. I need to do right. Absolutely. But how do I help those who aren't there yet? They're wanting to, they're trying to. How do I help them? How do I bring us to that place? I think verse 16 there caps it off. There's clearly a, a, I'm a special part of the body. Christ put me right where he wants me to be. I, I fit perfectly when I'm in my role. If I try to fit your role, I don't fit anymore. 
Okay, you try to do my role, you don't fit anymore. But wherever I'm supposed to fit, I fit there perfectly. And what begins to happen is I'm actually in my perfect fit, I'm helping you be better. When you're in your perfect fit, you're helping me be better. What we want to do is, okay, Lord, where, where is it you need me? What is it you really want me to do within the body of Christ so that I can help others get closer to God? I can help others crucify the flesh and overcome those struggles. I can help others deal with the demons that are are lying to them and deceiving them and, and in their head. Absolutely. And so this is what is, I think, so important about this idea of, of unity. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying this for me. I'm not, I'm not, forgive me, I know it's going to sound blasphemous, but I'm not just even in this for me and Jesus. I'm in this for me, Jesus, and you. <laughs> That's the idea behind being connected to the head and therefore also connected to the body. So Avery's doing an awesome job. I see Pastor Olga taking pictures of her. <laughs> no shame. No shame in that. Hey, Amen. Amen. Yeah, please. But. Um, Jocelyn Lopez. Good evening, ma'am. She said, impact has had a huge impact on me. I can agree to the overwhelming feeling, but once you're there, it's just an amazing feeling to be in the church and feel the love. Amen to that. Amen. Michael's cousin, yeah. We had a, uh, we had a, a lady come, I want to say about a month ago. Mother's Day, I think she was there um, from Puerto Rico. Long story short, um, Pastor Bethel, you know, met her at the door. He and I were actually serving in, on the dream team that Sunday, and uh, and he walked her through the entire place. You know, showed her everything. You know, walked to her seat, and she couldn't help but tell Pastor Olga in conversation later just how never had a pastor go that far. You know, maybe if I see them before service, they're they're just locked into what they have to do. We get that, but after service, they might shake my hand as I'm leaving. But you know, he greeted me, he honored me, he he made me feel seen, dignified, took me to my seat. You know, maybe feel like I'm a part of something bigger than myself. So that's why when Miss Vitti says stuff like she has trouble with, you know, uh, holding people's faults together, I got clear she ain't talking about her husband because this man is the closest thing to Jesus we could ever. <laughs> but my point is just simply this: is that look at look at what we're building. As, as a church, and again, for those of you who are, aren't a part of Impact Church at this point in time, just know that what we are building really is reflective of heaven. We're not perfect. We make mistakes. Sometimes we, we harm people. We don't mean to, but we're big enough to own it. We're mature enough to say, my bad. Please forgive me. I want to do better. And that's what I love about what, what I see God is allowing us to build is that th this unity comes from the, from the standpoint of I'm trying to be more like Jesus. You're trying to be more like Jesus. Let's help each other be more like Jesus. That's all it really comes down to. So are we good? I've kind of gone over my time, and, um, and I, I want to thank the Dominguez's for allowing us to be here. So, so we have still like, okay, this is still verse 17 to verse 32 here that I have not even got, got into. But I want to give this one real quick before we go here tonight, okay? 25 and 26 and 27, real quick. Stop telling lies. <laughs> Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we're all parts of the same body. There's this unity thing again. Stop lying to each other, okay? And can I even say it like this? Stop sugarcoating things, okay? If we love each other, sometimes you just got to be honest. Say, look, okay, I don't mean to sound condemning. I'm not, but uh, I see this in your life, or I see, I used to see this in your life. What's, what's going on? What's happened here, okay? Stop telling lies. Then it goes on to say this, verse 26. This is for me and Michael. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. Can I get an amen, Michael? Come on. Amen. We, we know that. We know that, okay? So, so Michael and I have talked about this. For anybody who deals with anger, anger is not a bad thing. 
Anger is actually a tool. I can use it to my advantage if I aim it in the right direction. Here he says, here he says, don't sin by letting anger control you. Ah, okay. So I can be angry and sin not. I think is how King James says it. Oh, my anger is a good thing. It's a God thing. God gets angry at certain things. I mean, he poured out his anger, his wrath on Jesus. Okay, all his wrath against sin, he poured it out on Jesus. My point here is simply, I've got to learn to where to aim it. And if the sun is going down, like the end of my day, and I'm still angry, all right, I need to handle this. I need to fix this. Because if not, it's going to continue to eat away at me. It's going to destroy me. Pastor Olga can give you a big fat amen. I'm sure Jessica's already doing that right now online as well. Let us know okay, that we realize this scripture right here. <laughs> Because look at verse 27. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. Yeah, okay? And so, woof, that goes for any one of us. Okay, Because the enemy is always going to look to poke the bear in some form or fashion. Okay, And he'll use your spouse to poke the bear. He'll use your children to poke yes. the bear. He'll use your coworkers to poke the bear. Yes. He'll use fellow Christians to poke the bear, if you will. Okay, And so, okay, all right. I realize that. I, I, and I, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to fight for unity. I'm trying to, I'm endeavoring, I'm making every effort to keep the unity. And so if, any, if we're going to get angry at anything, let's get angry at the one who always causes division within our families and division within our homes and division within our lives. Satan, take your anger out on him. Please, somebody. You're going to cuss anyone out? Cuss the devil out, okay? I'm not going to encourage that, okay? But, but, but don't, don't cuss me out. Don't, don't cut me off and then cuss me out. You cut me off, all right? The idea is just simply, let me, let me take it at the one who deserves it. So I don't give him a foothold. Let me keep him under my feet where he belongs, okay? And so I'm, just, I'm learning how to best control that by, again, by endeavoring to keep the unity. So we've done a lot, Ms. Brenda, and I want to thank you not only for being such a gracious host to us in terms of having us in your home, but for turning off the air, because that's why it's so hot here right now. We had to turn off the air so you could hear us online. And yet, I just told everyone, just act like it's old school church. Back in the day, we used to just sit there and just fan ourselves the whole time during church, because when I grew up, church lasted at least three hours, y'all, okay? So I was like, I knew what it was like just to sit there and sit there and sit there, but Praise God, this Bible study is, is getting done in an hour, like we promised. Okay, so before we go, we do want to pray. Uh, obviously, any prayer requests in the room, I want to pray for any needs you might have. That's why we're here. And then, Pastor Olga, if there's any prayer requests online, we want to make sure. So if you do have any prayer requests, please go ahead and just share that now in the comments section. Uh, in the next two weeks, uh, we will be meeting, what are we meeting two weeks from now? Ladies? Yeah. Applebee's? Applebee's? Oh, I thought it was Applebee's. Like, really? Okay. Applebee's. Oh, yeah. She said, that will, that will be. That will be. I thought you said Applebee's. I was like, where's the nearest one? How are you? Okay. No, is it? Alaska. Oh, good luck. I just hear things now. I'm sorry. So we'll be where in two weeks? Oh, all right. Michael's going to be hosting. All right, sir. All right. He's got two weeks to build unity in his home. Amen. I'm just I'm just kidding. Jess, thank you for being willing to host this. We want to speak a blessing over, over Ms. Brennan tonight and over Paul and over their, over their home. Um, pretty cool. Now, Paul right now is at a, uh, a conversation that's happening with uh, Angel Reyna. Is that his name? Yeah. Former uh, soccer player. Um, he's actually in the city of Aurora tonight. And, and we do want to pray for the city of Aurora because, A, that's not only my home where I grew up. Uh, but we lost older woman, Shakita Hart Burns, on Monday. So we just want to pray for the city. Long time, older woman. Whether you agree with her or not, she was a godly woman. Okay? I didn't always have to agree with her politics and all that. I loved her. She was, just, she was wonderful to the community. And so we want to pray for the city because they're feeling the, the, the loss of her life. But what, what uh, Simon Rodriguez is accomplishing and Paul's a part of that tonight, we just want to pray that uh, God will use that for the sake of uh, the, the youth in our city, and uh, Angel might be at church Sunday, so I hope he does come out. So it'd be cool to have him out. Yeah, at church on Sunday with. So, um, any of the prayer requests in the room tonight? Yes, ma'am. Um, online, 
Absolutely. Yes, Janet, we'll absolutely pray for you tonight. Amen. Yes, sir. I have a buddy, he had a colonoscopy uh, last night and he got bad news. Jesus. So, and they were going to do emergency surgery today and then they couldn't do it for some reason. So, he's kind of just in limbo right now. Okay. Yes, sir. Can you give us his name? Eric. Eric. Oh, that's easy to remember. Okay. All right. Eric, we're going to pray for Eric tonight. Amen. Okay. Any other prayer requests tonight? My daughter, Kelly, is having all of her wisdom. Woo! And then two molars She's getting six teeth pulled. Six? Halbert Jesus. She's getting delivered. Six is the number of man. She's getting delivered from man. Amen. Okay. All right. Wow. Help her, Lord. What else? Best role? Edith said pray for her daughter, Jasmine. For Jasmine? Yeah, Edith, we, we got you. Go. We'll be praying tonight. So, any anything else? Yes, ma'am. My neighbor's youngest, he's fighting an infection that has his eye going on. Jesus. And he's been in the hospital since Sunday, really early, or Saturday night. Okay. So, he's. What's his name, Edith? Jace. Jake? Jace? Jace. Jace. Okay, we'll pray for Jace tonight. So, I don't want to forget any prayer requests. So, we're going to pray for Jace. We're going to pray for Kelly. We're going to pray for. For um, Jaslyn, Jaslyn, Janet, and Janet, and Eric, Eric, Eric's, Eric, Eric's, 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 Eric. Okay, absolutely. Any other prayer requests? Any, anything we can pray for you tonight, man? Anything? Oh, I'm good. Yeah. Okay, praise God. I'm glad. Okay, I'm glad. Okay, and we're gonna pray it gets better. Yeah, that's what we're gonna pray. Is Brenda anything you'd like to pray for tonight? Um, no. Okay. Dad's doing well. That's all. You need. I saw your dad. Sonny's doing well. So. Yeah. Yes. He's doing well. Paul's dad's doing well. So. Yes. Amen. Just continue unity. I think, you know, unity is, like, right now the most important thing. And, Amen. you know, like, we're, this is amazing, you know, just being able to open, you know, as little or as big as it is, you know, like, it's it's amazing just being able to open, you know, our doors back up. And, yes. you know, and just being able to have community and unity. You know? Amen. Because yes. it, was, it was stripped away from us three years ago, okay? Mm -hmm. Couldn't even be around people. We're so scared and terrified and, and masks everywhere and distance, and six feet and, and yes, this is what Christ won all, all along, okay? I mean, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, what the early church did. They got sweaty together. I'm sorry, I don't have to put it. They got sweaty. Hey, real quick, while, while I'm waiting, because we need to pray for somebody over there. Praise <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> uh, I, I, learned, I learned that the term funk actually came from the idea of, of musicians, such as James Brown, sweating it out. I mean, just letting off that body odor. Funk. I, I love funk. I was like... I, how did I not associate the term funk with what was actually coming probably from your odor? I, you're, you're letting it off. And both good music and bad smell at the same time. Like, hey, okay, I got it. So if that's what's happening here tonight, Ms. Brenda, I'm, I'm sorry that we made the house a little funky. <laughs> but, <laughs> and you, can, you can go ahead and turn, back, you can turn on the air and all, ma'am. I'll just I'll pray now in this microphone. So uh, let's pray. Um, if you don't mind getting a little sweaty, grab a hand or a shoulder, someone next to you, if you don't mind, if you're okay with that. If you don't know them, okay, you know, it's, it's all right. But... Uh, we're going we're gonna to get funky together. Amen. Here we go. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, first, I just want to say thank you for your word, because your word is life. Your word is powerful. We only got through 16 verses of Ephesians 4, but there's so much life and truth uh, that we're, we're receiving tonight. And as Brenda just said, really, the, the whole endeavor here is to keep the unity of the saints. If I'm going to walk in a manner that is worthy of Jesus, I have to do everything I can to be unified with my brothers and sisters in Christ because they belong to Jesus as well. So God, allow us to remove all negativity. Allow us to remove these mindsets. 
Allow us to remove the preconceived notions and the judgmental attitudes we have towards each other. God, please, let us begin to see each other through your eyes and, and speak the truth in love. Not just speak the truth and not just sugarcoat everything with love. Speak the truth in love so that we can walk together in unity because that's what is necessary in these last days. We really want to be unified. I've got to speak the truth, but I have to do it in love so that it can be received. I thank you, God, that you're going to eliminate all the divisions Satan's always trying to send our way. Get it out of the church. Get it out of the body of Christ. Get it out of impact, at least. I can pray that. Get division out of impact in Jesus' name. And allow us to be one as you, Lord Jesus, and the Father are one. Pray tonight for every one of these needs. Come on, you're going to have to help me remember all these needs tonight. Pray for Jaws, and we pray. Pray, God, you continue to meet her right where she is and help her, God. We pray for Janet. Father, whatever Janet needs, God, we know that you can do it. Janet, know that God is, God is working. He's a miracle worker. And we're praying tonight and believing tonight he's working on your behalf because he loves you. We're praying for Eric tonight. We're praying healing. Eric, we're praying for your Eric tonight, for healing for him in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God, what the doctors can't figure out, what they can't do, nothing is impossible for you, Lord. So we ask for healing for him tonight. We also ask for, uh, um, who else? I'm sorry, Jace. Healing for Jace, God, a miracle for him tonight. And for Kelly, God, work these miracles for them, God, that, that only you can do and be with them if, if surgery is required. But, Lord, we pray for healing so that it isn't necessary. And who else am I missing, Pastor Olga? For Kelly and, and, and for uh, Edith's daughter? I'm sorry. Jasmine. God, we, we believe, Lord, that you are just working on the hearts and the minds of these people. God, because you know the need. And you are the answer to that need. And so we pray, Father, you will reach them where they are. Heal them. Deliver them. Encourage them. Correct them. Do what needs to be done in their hearts and their lives. And God, we, we thank you that your perfect will is going to be perfected. And continue to use us and the special gifts in our life to help grow the body of Jesus Christ. Help us all to finally mature. Come on, somebody. Let's pray for maturity in the faith. Let's stop being little punks in the faith and condemning other people and, and looking down on other people. That's what Pharisees do. No, I want to be like Jesus, and I want to uphold people. I want to build people up. I want them to know who they are so they stop being who they're not. Thank you, Father, that we can do this through your grace, through your love, through your spirit. Holy Spirit, empower us even tonight to just keep this unity that we need in the body of Jesus Christ. And may the world look on us, and instead of laughing at us, may the world look on us and envy what we have because they have no idea how to achieve this level of unity that happens when we all will love each other the way that Christ loves us, when we all will forgive each other the way that Christ forgives us, when we all will fit into our part of the body and fulfill that part of the body. Help us to do it now, God, in these last days. Get the glory, Lord Jesus. We pray for our city, the city of Aurora, Oswego, Montgomery, North Aurora, Sugar Grove, Batavia, Naperville. We pray the surrounding areas that there'll be such a move of God in these last days. Specifically, I pray, God, for Chiquita Hartburn's family in this time of loss. God, be their source of comfort. Be their peace. God, raise up someone else to fill her shoes and to continue to be a blessing to the community within uh, the east side of Aurora. God, I, I thank you for her life and what she's meant to so many. Let her legacy continue on. Yeah. Bless what Simon and Paul are doing tonight and, and what is happening with the, the next few days. Continue to pull these children out of, out of gang activity and pull them out of destructive activity, pull them out of addiction. And God, allow them to find some sense of purpose in life and use the church to help point them in the right direction in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Lastly, family, if you could just help me, just pray for our church. Come on, just help me pray for impact, what God is doing. Father, I thank you that it is unique, but not unique in the sense that it isn't biblical. It's very much biblical. It's just unique because most churches just won't do what the scriptures say. 
So God, allow us to be those who stand before you and say, we did it God's way. We did it the Bible way. We honored God. Maybe we, were, maybe we weren't accepted by every other church. Maybe they have their own way of doing things, but we did it God's way. We didn't line up with denomination. We didn't line up with doctrine. We lined up with the word of God. So bless our church. Continue to pour out your spirit upon our church. Help us to see signs and wonders and miracles and healings and deliverance from demonic power. Because God, this is what Jesus came to do anyway, to destroy the works of the devil and to build a church that would be unified. Help us to fulfill these things in these last days. Lastly, Father, I thank you for this air condition I feel now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Family, thank you for everyone here tonight. Thank you for everyone who's watching online. Y'all are awesome. So grateful. Thank you for being a part of this. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, good. Amen. God is good. He really is. So take some time to just encourage each other before we close out tonight. If there's any other prayer requests, just continue to reach out to us and let us know. Otherwise, I look forward to uh, Michael's house picking up the second half of Ephesians 4 here in, in, in three weeks. Because, because of July 4th, my bad, in three weeks. In three weeks.